praise the Lord. I would like to start this with a prayer. Uh, before I pray, I would like to let you know that I will be teaching out of 1 Kings chapter um, 19 today. In case you wanted to turn your 1 Kings chapter 19, we'll be talking about Elijah again. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I look to you tonight. I look to you to send your Holy Spirit and help me to teach me, Lord God. We want to hear new things from you. We want to hear your mind, Lord. We want to hear your uh, teachings that you have for us. Give us your wisdom. And, Lord, give us understanding so that we can understand the wisdom that you've given us, Lord God. God, I ask that you bless each and every person that has a heart after you. Those that have been calling unto you, crying out your name. Lord God, you saw the prayer request that we've been getting lately. And I would like to lift those people up to you as well. And I thank you for being able, for giving us the ability to be able to pray for our brothers and sisters. Lord God, to pray for our leaders and pray for our nation while other people are arguing and pointing fingers and blaming and falling out with one another. I ask you, Lord God, to please forgive us. Jesus, like you said, forgive them for they know not what they do. And Lord, instead of us praying for one another, we are giving railing accusations just like Satan did, the accuser of the brethren in the word that you taught us in the word, Lord God. He gives railing accusations, and Lord, I ask you to forgive us for that. I stand in a gap, Lord God, alone, by myself, or and with those that may uh, agree and join in with me. Lord God, forgive us. And Lord, I ask that you bless us with more of your presence, Lord God, and, and, and burn out the dross, burn out whatever is in us that is not of you, Father God. Lord God, burn out all those things, Lord, that create in us. As David said, create in us a clean heart and place a right spirit within us. There are so many things going on in the world nowadays, Lord. Our spirits are stirred or vexed. And, and God, we, we bring everything and we lift everything to you, put it into your hands. We don't want to focus on the negative. We want to accentuate the positive, Lord God. You are a good God and we want to think on good things. As you said in your word in Philippians 4.8, think on these things. So, Lord God, use me, hide me behind a cross, Lord God, and let us get a good word from you. Bless everybody around the world. Bless New Birth Ministries, all the prayer requests there. Bless those, Lord God, uh, who have asked us to keep them in prayer, and their families, Lord God, and those who have lost loved ones, Lord God, those who are incarcerated, those who are in sick, the sick and the shut-in, we, we give them to you. And we thank you for being Abba Father, a good God, our Father, in Yeshua's name, Jesus' name, your Son. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, we'll be studying from the um, First Kings chapter 19. And uh, we were talking before about how Elijah came up against Ahab, Ahab, the evil king who was married to the evil Jezebel. And we discussed about how he proved God. And we were talking about how if you love the Lord, you'll want to prove that you love him. 
you won't be ashamed. You know, the word says if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. And we don't want anybody to think that we're ashamed of God like we have nerve. Amen. <laughs> Jesus died for us. He came down off of his beautiful, lovely throne to come down here to this cursed earth just so that we can be saved, to save us from our, from sin, hell, and death, and so that we would be able to see how he how He wanted this world uh, in the first place. Amen. He's going to have a new heaven and a new earth. And if you follow Jesus Christ, amen, and if you do, like like Mary, like his mother, like his mother said, I believe it was at a wedding, and, and, and she told the people, she said, just do as he says. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. If you just do as he says, and you will see the goodness that he intended for you to have in the first place before the enemy ruined everything. So um, in 1 Kings 18, Elijah was pouring, he had been pouring barrels of water. He was proving God, pouring barrels of water um, over the burnt sacrifice. He told him, do it again, do it a second time. He said, do it a third time. He told him, keep pouring. They poured so much water over the sacrifice, the, the trench was filled with water. If you remember, we talked about that before for those uh, who remember. And uh, also for those who might come on later and listen, those who might come on tonight and those that listen later. Uh, as you remember, there was so much water, water was going around the sacrifice. And he told them to call on their God. Okay, you know, uh, you have these people who always want to worship little G's. And, and Elijah, he was he was teasing them. He said, call on your God. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Your, your God's sleeping. That's what he's sleeping. Maybe he's sleeping. And he was teasing them. And, and so he told them to put all that water on his sacrifice. And he called on the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. And when he called on God, God came. This is the kind of relationship that we should have with the Lord. When you call on God, he appears. He said, call me. I said, Jeremiah 33.3 last week, and I'm going to say it again. Jeremiah 33.3, God's phone number, he said, call me. Call unto me and see if I won't show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. We have, like David, I said even, David inquired of the Lord. And if you notice when David didn't inquire of the Lord with Bathsheba, he sinned. And I'm sure you don't want to sin. Amen. So ask God. Call on him. His spirit is within us. And any time you ask him a question, he will answer. You know, some people act like, well, they're scared. Well, what if I ask God something and he doesn't answer? Well, you know, you wait on him. Wait on, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He, God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So we, we learned about that, about the sacrifice and how um, Elijah loved the Lord so much he proved God in front of all enemies. I believe it was 450 men, 400, and he was the only one, 450 men. And, and God came down. Our God, see, our God is a consuming fire. He's a consuming fire. Our enemy, the last thing they want us to do is to call on Abba, God, our Father, to call on him. He can, he's a, if you look in, in um, I'm still on 1 Kings chapter 18. It was so good. I'm just recapping, I guess they call it. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 38, it says, Then the fire, after he called on him, it says, Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust. And it even licked up the water around the trench. Okay, so that's one thing that we studied about um, 
uh, Elijah in First Kings. Now we'll go on to another thing that Elijah did in First Kings chapter 19, and it says, and Ahab told Jezebel, this is the king talking to the queen, the evil, both of the evil, and Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and, and how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Now, he, sl- he slew all the prophets. He had all of them slain. And, and, and as I was saying before, that's how you uh, get rid of uh, false teachings, lies, and falsehoods. You put it to death by the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put it to death by the word of God. Nobody's telling you to slice anybody up and kill them and go to jail. I'm telling you, you put evil to death by the word of God. The word, God's word is true. Amen. And so anyhow, he slew 450 with the sword, and then Jezebel sent a messenger to, uh, to Elijah. She's mad. She's upset. Somebody in high position gets upset with the prophet. And that's something. So they put their position ahead of God. We've got to be careful of that. It says, so let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. What she's saying is, uh, let the gods, little g with s. She's talking to her gods again. Talking about, she's talking to people, talking about, let the, she's telling her husband, let the gods do to me. The same thing. Let them do the same thing to me that Elijah did to our prophets. If 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 I don't have him by this time tomorrow, she this woman is mad. This first of all, what what I said I said that um, they worship Baal, Baal. It's pronounced. They worshipped him and a false god, and and he uh, is like a slave master, uh, you know. And uh, her name is Jezebel. Also, it's a takeover spirit. They like complete control. They complete control. Now, how is a king or a queen going to tell a man or woman of God what to do? That is the spirit of control. And as I was saying last week, a spirit of intimidation, amen. And it said, and when he saw, it says, when he saw that, he arose and went for his life. Elijah heard it. Now, before I go on, let me go on to tell you. For some of you might not know, that God tells his prophets what's going to happen before it happens. This is why we have to be eagles, not chickens, bumping around on the ground, eating anything. We have to be eagles flying above adversity because God tells his prophets what's going to happen before it happens. And if your mind is not stayed on Christ. Jesus, the Lord can whisper something to you, and you will miss it. Amen? You will miss it. This is why, you know, I'm not telling you to stay up in your house, locked up in your house with nothing, no radio, no nothing, but I'm just saying be careful of what goes in your ear gates and your eye gates, and be very, very careful to listen to that still, small voice of the Almighty God. It says, now, Elijah, he he caught wind, we'll say it that way, and how they say it, he caught wind. He caught wind of what the evil queen had said. She was was going to kill him. So he rose and went for his life. He ran for his life to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. And it says, but he humbled himself, verse 4, he humbled himself when a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die and said, it's enough. God, Lord, it's enough. I can't do it. Lord, Lord, this is too much. It's enough. I'm done. And he said, just kill me. Have you ever had a time in your life where you just 
felt like you couldn't take anything else. I can't take it no more. I don't know what else to do. Lord, have you ever called on him and said, Lord, if you don't help me, I'm not going to make this. I can't do it. I cannot do. Is your faith so strong that you can actually tell the Lord, I cannot do this by myself? Every single time I preach, teach, or sing, I tell the Lord, you got to do this for me. I can't do this by myself. I have so many flaws. I'm speaking as a human being, all of us. We are, but I have so many flaws. We have so many flaws in our lives. We can't afford to get high and mighty and think that we can do anything on our own. They're talking about how the singer on TV sang with uh, tapes or whatever, you know, Uh, Whether you sing with tapes, preach with tapes, whatever you do, just make sure you ask the Lord, amen, to step in and help you. This is why we cannot judge people because we don't know where they're coming from or what they have done. Ask the Lord to help. Amen. And and Elijah's telling him, he said, Lord, some people call it a uh, thinking, a thought of suicide, suicide tendencies or whatever, but whatever. He hit himself. He could not do it. He said, take away my life, for I'm not better than my father's. Listen, this shows you right here. Elijah loved the Lord God Almighty so much that he he, uh, downed himself. And he said, Lord, in other words, it's like an apology to God. I'm no better than, than the ones before me. You ever have it? Lord, why do you use me? What do you see in me? I'm no better than the ones before me. He loved him that much. Most people would do something. If, if, if other people would have proven God the way Elijah did and, and slain those 450 prophets, um, so I hate to even call them prophets, false prophets, they would have patted yourself on the back and they'd have been cheesing like a chessy cat for the next 10 or 20 years. He, he did a great feat. He did a great thing, but yet he still doesn't feel good about himself. He feels like he still hasn't done enough for the Most High God. And it says, and then he lay and slept under a juniper tree. Behold, an angel touched him, and an angel had to, an angel had to wake him up and tell him to eat. This is how miserable Elijah was feeling. He was, well, he was afraid for his life, too. You know, you hate to admit it, but sometimes we, we get nervous. We get a little, little nervous about things and that goes on in our life. And this woman said, the queen, the queen of your country is talking about killing you. That's no joke. And the, the, the angel had to wake him up to eat. And he says, arise and eat. In verse 6 it says, and he looked and behold, there was a cake barren and on, on the coals, <laughs> and, excuse me, a cruise of water at his head. And he ate it and he drank because he trusted the Lord. And when the angel woke him up and told him to eat, he knew it was from God. You should know the shepherd. You should know your father God so well that you can discern right from wrong. We don't need any, you know, people don't know who, who could have gave him that cake and that water. could have been anything. You always believe that God's going to be there for you. Amen. And this man's miserable, and God took care of him. He's the divine supplies. It's funny. 
my daughter and I was talking today about how she, my daughter believes, my daughter believes in God so much that she's not, uh, I guess, hoarder. She's not a hoarder. My daughter believes in giving away. Well, my son does the same thing. They believe in giving away because they trust that God's going to give them more. You know, some people say it's wisdom. I've heard it before. I've said it before. It's wisdom. Make sure you have a little lane, you know, laid aside. Or it's wisdom to do this and wisdom to do that. It's 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 wisdom to trust in God. Okay, if you trust that God is going to give you more clothes, then you're not going to be afraid to give away your old ones. There's divine supplies. God will take care of you. You've heard that old song. And it says, um, and the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and woke him up again. He said, rise and eat. He said, now your journey is going to be long, so you better eat. And it says, and he arose and he did eat and drink, and he went in the strength of the meat 40 days. And that meat and water lasted him 40 days and 40 nights in the horror. The mouth of God. The mount of God. Make sure you stay in touch with God at all times. In the Bible, it says Jesus stayed. And that's why Jesus stayed in gardens. And he prayed. And he went up into mountains. You know, every now and then, you've got to go off to yourself. You've got to leave the crowd. You've got to leave people. And go off to yourself and re, re, uh, recharge. Invigorate yourself. Hallelujah. Go off and speak in tongues or whatever. Pray for folks. Pray for your family. Pray for yourself. Talk to God. Have a little talk, amen, with the Lord. Actually, have a big talk with the Lord. And verse 9 says, And he came thither unto a cave, and he lodged in his cave. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And doesn't this remind you of Genesis? Excuse me, in Genesis. Now, you know, God sees everything, and he knows everything. This goes to show how much he loves us. God can watch you do something. (laughs) He can watch you do something. And he'll still approach you with a question mark. Instead of him telling Adam, Adam, what did you do? Cain, what did you do? Eve, what, you know, I mean, why did, no, why did you, do, you know, instead of him doing it, he'll ask the question, where are you at? God knew where they were at. And he's doing it here with Elijah. He said, what are you doing here? Asking a question. And verse 10, it says, and he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel forsaken the covenant, thrown down covenant, thrown down on altars and slain the prophets with the sword, and I'm, I'm the only one left. And, and now, Lord, they're seeking to kill me. They're looking for my life. So when he says he's very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, Elijah loved God so much that he got upset with the people for not loving him too and trusting him and worshiping him. He got upset. And as as children of God, haven't you ever done this before? I know I've done it. Haven't you ever looked at the way people act sometimes purposely? I mean, we all make mistakes. Nobody nobody is, you know, has arrived and nobody is, is so saintly that they're no earthly good. But have you ever seen somebody do something and it just vexes you, angers you? Because they're so they're so led by by the enemy, by evil that they're almost, yes, blinded. They're, the, the, the enemy has them so blinded that it's like they just forgot, turned their back on God. They forgot God. And they, imagine how Elijah felt seeing all this mess, looking at all of these gods and these statues and wood and stone and brick. 
He was upset. And he says, well, Lord, I'm the only one left. They killed all. They killed everybody else. I'm the only prophet left. And, and verse 11 says, and he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind ripped the mountains and broke it in pieces and rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Okay, everybody's always looking for the Lord in big things, thunder and lightning and, and, and rocks and wind. And it says the Lord wasn't in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord wasn't in an earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord wasn't in a fire either. And after the fire, a still, small voice. God, when he speaks to you, you are going to know that it's him. You guys that are listening, I don't know if you've ever experienced it. I know some of you probably have. I don't know if you ever experienced it, but when God speaks to you, you literally look around <laughs> because he speaks to you with rhema love, with rhema word. See, the devil, here's how you know the difference. The devil speaks to your mind. You'll hear voices. Some of them might even be audibly. The devil speaks to your mind. But when God Almighty speaks to you, he speaks to your heart. And I, I wish I could explain it to those that never experienced it. It's like you, it's almost like a, 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 I hate to say it this way, it sounds silly, but it's almost like a voice coming from a third dimension, dimension or something. Somewhere. You can feel it in your heart. It's not just that you hear it in your head, you know. So, see, that's how good God is. Satan can't speak to our hearts. Okay? God can. And that still, small voice. Sometimes you can be laying in bed at night, and, and you know, uh, you'll hear something that will say, Jennifer. It's like that. They'll call your name, Jennifer. And, and, and you're looking around like, wow, is somebody in this room with me? That's no, God calling you. And when you hear it, answer him. Say, yes, Lord, or I love you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Answer him. And verse 13 says, and it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in a mantle and went out and stood in, entering the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him again. And it says, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very jealous. He tells him about how he's upset again about it and how they slew the prophets and everything. And he said, now they want to seek, uh, they seek to take my life. They want to take my life away. And this, uh, verse 15 says, And the Lord said unto him, Go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you come, anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. And Yehu, the son of, well, it says J-E-H-U, it's pronounced Yehu, the son of Nimshi, um, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And then he tells him, notice, Elisha. He tells Elijah to anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abimeloah, uh, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. God is making plans. <laughs> I love this. When the enemy is chasing Elijah with threats to kill him, not just threats, they want to kill Elijah. Elijah loved the Lord so much that God sent somebody to take his place, and God removed him from that threat of danger. God loves us so much. He can remove us. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He can remove you from a threat of danger, and people won't even know where you went or what happened. 
Jesus was in a crowd of people, and they were talking about killing him, hurting him. And Jesus, the Bible says Jesus actually was gone. They couldn't find him in the crowd. <laughs> the devil looking around, <laughs> you know, your enemies looking around, watching you, trying to find you so they can they keep their eye on you. You know, they think they know all your business. They're following you around, listening to you, okay, watching you. And, 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 and all of a sudden, poof, you're gone, and they can't find you no more. The Lord can put you in an, in a place he can he can put you in a place where people won't even know what happened to you. They can't find you. They'll be scrambling around trying to find out what happened to you. Amen. There's even reports. I, I've heard of reports. Uh, I, I saw it on uh, even on Sid Roth. I watch on TV. I love Sid Roth. And there's a report of people. And and believe it or not, my daughter and I have done it. And this is true. Driving down the road in one area and end up in another area and don't know how you got there. Now, Lord, I, I mean, folks, I wouldn't lie to you. I'm not lying to you. My, we have done it ourselves. We were driving down one area and ended up in a totally different area, and we have no idea how we got there. Wide awake. We, we wasn't tired, nothing. Laughing and talking and end up in another area. I'm telling you, God is good. Been there. And also God, I also saw God take my, my car from E on E, and put some gas in there, and I was able to get home. God is God. He can do what he wants when he wants. So it says he's telling Elijah to uh, anoint Elisha, the one that's going to take his place. And verse 17 says, And it shall come to pass that him that escaped the sword of Hazel and Jehu slay, and him that escaped from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Amen. And it says, um, yet I have left me seven thousand in Israel, and all the knees which have not bowed, on, uh, which have not bowed to Baal, and and everyone that hasn't kissed him, every mouth that hasn't kissed him, you saved them. So see, God can see whether or not you're serving other gods. He knows whether or not you're you're on his side, whether or not you're serving him. Whether he told somebody, didn't this, the Bible say that Jesus is going to say, depart from me, I know you not, you worker of iniquity. You don't want him to say that to you. Amen. You do not want him to say that to you. Amen. So I will end this by telling you that God's got your back. He takes your stress away. Let him do the networking for you. Amen. (laughs) Amen. And know that he has someone to help you. When the enemy thinks he has you backed into a corner, Watch what God does. But continue now. Continue to prove him. Continue to talk to other people about him and have no fear. For the Holy Spirit of God is in you. The God of battles fights for you. And Yeshua, Jesus Christ, gave his blood, gave his life. He laid it down for you. He has something better for you than what you see now. If you would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, just simply repent. All you have to do is just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I apologize. I believe you died on the cross for me and went to the grave and rose three days later just for me. I accept you as my Savior. Thank you for all that you've done. I love you. Amen. And if you did that, 
Welcome to the family of God. The Bible says God throws your sins as far as the east is from the west. So he forgot them, so you should forget them too. Amen. Get a Bible and find a Bible-believing church, either in uh, physical location or online, and learn of him. It's never too late to learn of Jesus. God bless you, and thank you for listening. If you ever need me, you can write me at sc at com. God bless you.